radio transmission by me, Donald Dean. Make me an island. Sing this with me, this is 40. Why, thank you, Bono. And you heard him correctly, this is indeed 40, but it's episode 40, not Sam 40, and you don't have to sing it with us, you can just listen. We are the makers, and with you, the listeners, these dreams we dream together. So for the 40th time, along with producer Ian Cudmore, this is Make Me an Island. My name is Donald Deneen, and you are most welcome to our show. And on this, our Ruby anniversary, a special word of appreciation to our patrons who have got us here this far. Thank you so much. In celebration, we have an extra special episode in store today. While the venues remain closed and live music painfully absent from our lives, we thought we might cast a new strand of Make Me an Island programming into that breach. In conjunction with one of my favourite venues, the Sugar Club, we organised a couple of recording sessions in December that are to all intents and purposes live gigs designed for home listening. Next week, Miles Manley will be playing his wonderful Cometh the Softies record in full with his powerful three-piece band, and today another trio of wise men take to the stage. Musician and producer extraordinaire Brendan Jenkinson has been on the show before, as has fiddler and extraordinary person Alton O'Brien. But significantly, today is the debut appearance of the big chief musical giant himself, John Francis Flynn. I have been lucky enough to get close to this man's work over the past few years, and if 2021 is good for anything, it will be the year that word on his magnificence spreads throughout the land and all going well, much further afield and on up into space. The album is ready to go and we'll be chatting about it after the show, which is about to begin. So quiet now, please. Sleeping 
Big cannonball, would you do, Raya? Father, work for the little father, 
feel like a man once again. This one's a song called The Lag Song. It was written by Ian McCall. Um, it was sung by a 
a few people, including Ian McCall's some boy, uh, Luke Kelly as well. Uh, but I got it off. I got it in a, in a session in the cobblestone um, um, from a, a singer called Shay Weldon, who's uh, Liam Weldon's son. I used to sing this song. I used to think it was a Liam Weldon song um, because it was the song thing. It was actually, um, yeah, as I say, you McCall. This one's lovely, John. <laughs>
Thanks, Donald. John Francis Flynn uh, of the Philip Broken Glass Ensemble. <laughs> uh, what a beautiful set. Thank you so much, John. Um, I've, I suppose you mentioned there before that last epic song about Shea Weldon and hearing in the cobblestone. In the last few years, I've just known you to be, you know, I've seen you, um, uh, I've been lucky enough to, to see you kind of heading towards this album, but that world um, is very much like a, a place that you've come from and it's been where you've been yeah. existing in for a while. Uh, like, before I know you, were, were you, how long have you been kind of playing around and singing at those same things? Um, like... Like I've been playing Irish music since I was a child, yeah. but like that the whole thing maybe started out for me. Um, I grew up with uh, the Peets, uh, their family, like our families are friends. So like Brady, yeah. uh, she was a bit older than me, so I was yeah. made to her sister. But around the time when I turned 18, 19, I, I kind of started hanging out with Brady and through that met all the Lancome heads and there was a little scene started forming around that and we'd all kind of, um, we all just had an interest in singing and we started like just singing sessions or whatever. We'd end up back in someone's house, usually yeah. Daryl Lynch's kitchen or whatever, we'd be singing songs. Yeah. But the cobblestone, separate from that, because I play flute as well for tunes yeah. and stuff, I'd go in there a yeah. good bit and then the odd time you'd come across the likes of Nelly Weldon or Shay Weldon or uh, Sean Garvey would come in the odd time and you'd hear these, because mostly it's tunes in the cobblestone, but then you'd hear these amazing singers just mm -hmm. every once in a while. So you'd definitely pick up things by chance yeah. and then learn them and bring them then to the, to the sessions with the lads and, mm -hmm. you know. Yeah. So I, thought, I suppose since I, probably the last 10 years, yeah. I've yeah. been at the singing kind of. Uh, I suppose, yeah, because there's, there's a few bridges to that, to, to, you know, the previous generation with the Goldene as well, as well as the Weldons, mm. you know, where the Goldene's going strong and, and very much what we're talking about, the night Larry got stretched, etc., is kind of new versions or new blood uh, versions of that wonderful thing, you yeah, know. Yeah. But so we'll say the 10 years that you have been in or around that, you've kind of really been slowly arcing towards the making of a record, which is why we're here. Yeah, I suppose so. I mean, like, I never really thought about making a record up until, uh, like, seriously about making a, a solo mm. record. There was it Skipper's Alley and stuff like that, making, we'd made a couple of records, but yeah. the, the, the thought of making a, a solo thing never really, I didn't, I never meant to be a professional musician or anything like that. I was just, yeah. it just kind of... Oh, don't apologise. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> but it just kind of kept happening, and I wasn't really doing anything else but playing music. And it, and it, a slow, slow path over ten years yeah. to make a, a record, yeah. like you know. Yeah. Um, but it just, you know, like as other bands kept growing, like people started asking me to do solo gigs and stuff yeah. like that. And then that through that, I was like, maybe I will do this. Yeah. Right. Um, and then, yeah. So it just kind of happened by chance over mm. time, you know, like that. Well. By chance, I would say, yeah, just I've been lucky enough to see the latter part of that evolution where it's gone from, you know... It's I've been really thinking about it over the last, like, I mean, yeah. it happened by chance, but then it's been very definite for it, a few years. Like. Yeah, and it's probably those years that I've kind of been watching yeah. your efforts, which have been, you know, concerted efforts, and that's why I'm excited, so excited to, to hear what you've done. Um, so, I mean, in terms then of the, of the writing, John, how long would, would you have been 
uh, would you have been at that pretty much throughout those 10 years or has that been sort of something that's also slowly evolving? Um, in terms of like the arrangements that I yeah. do with these songs, like, yeah, over the, some of the arrangements I have been for some of the songs, like I played the lag song there. Mm. That's not actually on the album. That'll be oh, on, that, that'll be on another album. Okay. It just didn't fit into my, into the scheme of things. Yeah. There. But that arrangement has been there on a banjo usually yeah. for about five years, whatever. So that's a long time, mm. quite a long time. But then the arrangement around it mm. with kind of with Alton and, and Brendan and then Ross who's not here, those kind of things have mm. happened only in the last year and a half kind of thing. Well, Alton a bit longer because we've been yeah. playing with him in Skipper's Alley yeah. and we like if I got a solo gig, like I'd ask Alton, but like my idea to, to expand it out into a different kind of sound yeah. world that wasn't quite traditional kind of thing happened yeah. and I was like, I have to collaborate with people. Yeah. I didn't want to collaborate with people who uh, who came from a trad background. Yeah. You know, I wanted to collaborate with someone who'd like completely come from s somewhere else, you know, but who I also kind of got along with and knew whatever, you know, slight, even, you know, just yeah. connected with, even though it wasn't, you know, the same music, you could still, yeah. it seemed kind of, it's, it's odd, yeah. but it works so instantly as well. Right. Most of the time, you know. You mean instantly in the, in the sense of... In terms of, with, like, with Brendan yeah. and with, like, uh, with, what, with, with Ross, you know, it kind yeah. of seemed to... That there wasn't that much in terms of... Didn't, I didn't have to, like, explain too much. We yeah, just played like, and yeah, yeah. it came out. So that, that end of things has only happened in the last year and a half okay. or so. But it was always in my head to do something like that. I was just kind of finding the right people. Yeah. That's funny because, okay, so when I say writing, I meant that like you really do invent places for your, these songs to go to and they're yeah. like sound worlds as such, yeah. right? Um, so when you say it's been in your head, I mean, it's, it's so when it's kind of instantaneous that you know what it is, is it so that like over the time that you've been singing those songs that you kind of knew instinctively where to put them or where to go with them and that just that the kind of dream of the right people just kind of was realized recently? I knew, I already knew where they were going. Yeah. Um. I knew what I knew what world they were go, like we're going into. Yeah. Um. Like say with Lovely Joan, that mm -hmm. arrangement is which we heard there. Which you, you heard there, yeah. yeah. And that's on that's on the album. But like that arrangement came from like a place of like that's a, that's a two hundred and fifty year old song. Well, I don't actually don't know how long how old it is. Very old song. Yeah. Uh, at least a couple of hundred years old, and. Uh, you know, it's, the language in song is even quite like it's just it's it's odd. Yeah. You know, um, and it's about it's it's like a fairy, a, like a weird fairy tale kind of situation. You know, mm -hmm. with a yeah, with a weird lad and a, a woman who like robs his horse. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and his horse ring. robber. Yeah, fair play to her. <laughs> um, but like you know, it's that, that weird world. And I was like, that doesn't, I don't, I don't really connect with that. Yeah. But I connect with the melody and I connect with it. I connected with it in a dream space. Yeah. So like that arrangement was totally, it was less direct than say the lag song arrangement. It was like, it uh -huh. had to be kind of a floaty, dreamy kind uh -huh. of space. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And I had, I had a finger, pat, finger picking pattern that I was just doing. I was like, that could actually work. That's a kind of a floaty kind of yeah. thing. And so I just, paired the two of them together. Yeah. So I didn't actually, it was just two separate things that were both floaty yeah. or dreamy yeah. that I kind of put together and they just happened to work. <laughs> and then I was like, oh, loads of things could happen around this. Like, yeah. um, well, I, I just want to, at this point, to, to, to introduce Brendan because, um, Brendan, how long have you actually known John or is? 
we actually were in college together. Oh, right. You, but, you have previous. Yeah, yeah we, we don't really talk about much because uh, we, neither of us finished the course. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay. yeah. Well, luckily, it's not an educational achievement uh, podcast. So it's, um, but um, those, those kind of, that, that world that John's talking about, in, inventing mm -hmm. there, um, Brendan, I mean, as a producer and as a wonderful musician yourself, um, I guess that's where you come in when, when somebody kind of like describes what he's just described. And then, is, yeah. am I right in saying as in that's the kind of brief there? <laughs> yeah, it's, it's amazing. Like, uh, it's, like I, I feel like um, I'm sort of playing around with sounds all the time and then for yeah. John to appear yeah. and say he had some songs, it's kind of like, Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> wonderful. And 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 so the the actual process then did you spend when was the whole thing in terms of the time timeline of the recording? So the last on. year. Yeah. Last year. Yeah. Yeah. So maybe a little bit more in a year. Yeah. Um. But like the whole COVID thing kind of elongated that mm -hmm. like a good bit. But um, in a, in a way that maybe it kind of gave us a little bit of space to like maybe even explore more sounds I, th I feel yeah. like and then through like actually like we got a gig there a while back in the in the, in the national concert hall oh yeah and that actually I, I think yeah. um quite developed some sort of sound as well like I mean there's like slight changes as we keep going yeah. and even the even the arrangements now yeah. on on the album have been progressing again so like yeah. it'll sound quite different to not fully different it'll sound the same yeah. vibe but you know so it is kind of just like developing over time and, and, and sort of so you know the phrase by accident or design but like um, sometimes the changes are you know designated and sometimes they're accidental right totally and yeah. like sometimes they're just like uh, yeah when you say accidental I suppose yeah. that's yeah it's, it's natural yeah. they're just kind of develop they, yeah. as you as you play together you play yeah. more together it's like yeah so a lot of it is like i remember it was a few days we myself and brendan did in the studio uh, that was supposed to be mixing days mm. we were supposed to be finishing the album we were supposed to be finished mm. uh, the album and oh. we actually spent two days <laughs> being like oh, wait a sec we could do uh, we could do this and we could do yeah. that yeah. and now they're like on the album and also they're in the live set as well so yeah. it's like we did spend two days trying to finish the album when yeah. i actually just made more, more work for ourselves, I could think. <laughs> Wonderful. But it was, um, it was really good. But, but we'll say, so, so look, see, like, I know we're not going to talk about college, but like, so the, 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 <laughs> the trust factor of, we'll say, of John, you finally being, having been, you know, you've recorded albums with Skipper's Alley mm. and you've been playing for a long time. So, so the process of it being your thing, right? And, and there being, mm. you know, so much involved in that. Um, so I take it that that kind of, the trust factor between you and Brendan was pretty critical in terms of being sure about your footing first time around, really. Yeah, totally, yeah, yeah. Um, it, it, yeah, it's massive like that. I think there's an element of the, like a, there's some sort of uh, synchronicity involved in that. Myself and Alton are mad into synchronicity. We have all these like, I could tell you, Matt, like you really, the really. Same thing right now, I was just thinking about <laughs> that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was what just thinking that like, Matt and Synchronicity. <laughs> but like, we have like mad, mad, mad stories yeah. uh, about Synchronicity. Uh, and I, that I could tell you, I won't tell you today. But there is this kind of uh, element of like everyone involved. Yeah. Like myself and Alton, we've been 
kind of working together through Skipper's Alley or whatever, you have this mad synchronicity buzz, you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> uh, but like, in, just in terms of like, say Ross, Ross, yeah. I was in school with Ross, yeah. and we used to sit in like art class and listen to jazz, and our art teacher would be just letting us, like he'd just be like, oh yeah, it's Thomas Stanko, he's amazing, you know? And we'd be like, oh more yes. More jazz, more jazz. But like, you know, we'd literally listen to music, and everyone else would be working, and he'd be like fine with it, you know? And then we drifted apart after, after school, and then all of a sudden, like it happened very quickly, all of a sudden we were playing together. Yeah. And with Brendan. You mean all of a sudden in the last couple of years? Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Right, but hadn't right. like really hung out with Ross in okay. 10 years. Like. Yeah, he was waiting there. Yeah, he was just yeah. waiting there. And then with Brendan, it was kind of an element of like, you know, I saw him about three times in college. Uh, <laughs> and well, I didn't show up uh, for most of the rest of the thing. So uh, I couldn't have seen him any more than that. And, uh, but I had a, like, I, I, I really liked Brennan. I remember I yeah. liked him. He's, uh, he's, yeah. he's, he's, he's the All-Ireland champion, you know? Yeah, yeah, he, true that. <laughs> but, uh, but then all of a sudden, like, all of a sudden, yeah. we kind of, so we have these kind of like, yeah. there is that element of, and I, I, I know it's, it's, it's a lot of, I'm talking a lot of like spiritual kind of, it's not really, it's just a bit of crack. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but I do, I do like to go with that flow, you know? Yeah. You're very big into the astrology, John, aren't you? Big into the astrology. You know me, Donald. What time were you born at? Huh? What time were you born at? I actually don't know. <laughs> Come here. Um, when were you born, Alton? Um, no. Uh, no. Alton, um, synchronicity? Synchronicity, Donald. Yes. Yes. Always. <laughs> Always. That's it's like a partridge start. Synchronicity? Yeah, synchronicity. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, Alton, I suppose, so Skipper's Alley, was that, that's where you, you, and, you and John met, obviously, not yeah. in the University of Skip, Skipper's Alley. Did you finish Skipper's the course Alley, in Skipper's Alley? We, uh, we're only just beginning. <laughs> First years. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so, okay, John, just on, on the level of the tunes, right, before the yeah. songs and, and, and making all this stuff happened, like, what level... We'll say you're hanging around with the Peets. Did you go to Milltown Malbay and did you yeah. do all that? <clears throat> Playing flute? Yeah, yes. And, and, and were you in the same, which school were you? Or we don't mention school. Is there a school? So we went school? to, yeah, we were in like, it started out as Coltis in uh, Clontarf and that's how I would be mates with Peets and like, but there was like loads and loads of families um, and we'd all, like our parents used to like basically either camp or it developed into actually caravans. Everyone, everyone's parents had a caravan uh, in, by the time we were teenagers, you know, and we'd drive to Milltown and then- In a convoy? In a convoy, almost in a convoy. Wow. And we'd, we'd have the caravan set up and wow. then we- I, I would love to meet yeah, you. Yeah, oh, it, it was amazing. Yeah, we were kids just going around to, to, to Willie Clancy. Then we'd go to Drum Shambo, which was two weeks later. Yeah. And then we'd go to the Fla. Right. which was a few weeks after that. And it'd be like three weeks of just total immersion into... Yeah. Um, so age what? Like from age, very young? Like from... Yeah, I, mean, I don't know when my parents started going... Like, I might have been... 11, 12. Okay. 11 or 12, yeah. And would you go to classes then in, in Milton? Yeah, 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 yeah. We went to yeah. classes. And, yeah. and with, the, with the flute then, who would you be... Who would be teaching you, or was um, it? I remember uh, Harry Bradley taught me one year, um, and he was he was my favorite player at the time. You know, yeah. um, he's still one of my favorite players. Like, and it, so you get to meet these like people who are like, you know, literally the best of the best, yeah. and like, you know, 
they're teaching you at these like real casual festivals. You know, it's amazing. Yeah. Like, yeah, I, I mean, I what what struck me really one one the, the when I went to Milltown Malby first was just you know. Um, yeah, how, how in early in the day it's really about the kids and, and you know, and when the yeah. classes stop and the kids start playing around the place, it's so beautiful and there's something, there's something really wonderful about the, the lack of a gap between the, the greats, and the, the elders and the masters uh, yeah. and the people who are just starting, you know, yeah, I totally, guess that's yeah. what's... So you, you had that thing, you were straight yeah. in there, in at the deep end with that. Yeah, big time, yeah. 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 And then like there was just like we would play play sessions at night time, you know. Oh, well, when we got to a certain age, we'd be going to, we'd be going to, like, I can't even remember the name of the, the there's a hotel just, it's not in the town, yeah. but, like, it was oh, I, pretty much where all the, the young people kind of went, and we'd be playing sessions there till yeah. all hours, and, uh, you know, be massive sessions, you know, and it was just like you'd meet, like, other musicians well, when you're saying massive country, sessions like, now you're not talking about people with sound systems and like, no no it's just, just like, talking about like because i was in that hotel and yeah. there's rooms full of people like there's a room with you know i mean there's just rooms full of people all playing music yeah. more or less right yeah totally yeah so yeah immersion is the word right so you're a product of uh, the immersive nature of yeah of that. big time yeah. yeah and you're kind of as well, like you, as I say, you you meet musicians from all like all over the country, and it's loads of crack. Yeah, you have friends like, and you, you actually like, you just like during the year you just can't wait to get back to Milltown Malbay or to the Flower or whatever, yeah. and no one else really understands what like you're. Like you're you're 16 and you're like I'm really into the flute man I'm really into tin whistle I'm really into uh, fiddle or whatever else and like everyone else is kind of like I'm really into football like yeah 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 you know I can't wait to like go down to uh, the park and play football I can't wait to get out of here and go playing tunes in in a pub in Milltown Malbay yeah. like and then going convoy in caravans with guns and horses do yeah. you have guns and horses no yeah, almost yeah almost. some some I think some some of them did yeah. <laughs> Shootout. But like, so look, John, can I just move forward again to the present time? Right? So look, it's fair to say that like from what you said at the beginning there, you came, you've been coming up the crest of the wave that's been happening. Mm. It's real, right? I mean, totally, you know, yeah. you're right in the middle of it. Um, so it's fair to say that there's there's been a kind of a, I don't know, it's, it's probably hard to put you on the spot and say what's going on, but there is something going on, isn't there, with, yeah. in this country? There seems to be, yeah. And like I like I don't know what it is, yeah. but like I've been playing. Maybe for, you, maybe someone who hasn't been playing music since they were a child might be better at analysing this thing. But for me, like there's literally been Irish music around me the whole time, you yeah. know. So, but it is like but the fact that, and then that little scene that we had with like, you know all the lads in Skipper's Alley and then the, the, with Lancome and then Landis, all of those, we were all just mates hanging around. And there was that interest because a lot of those lads and girls were like, you know, they, don't, they weren't necessarily from a trad background. They were just really interested. And I was like, oh, this is brilliant. Yeah. This is great. There's loads of people like, that are mad interested in this and they're not from trad backgrounds. This is a really like, because uh, before that it was like, Trad is like, yeah. no one was into trad yeah. at my age anyway, so yeah. I was really enthusiastic about this. And then, so I suppose that just kept expanding mm. in terms of the interest. And then obviously, like the likes of Lancome and Landless and Eve Agabans and Lisa O'Neill, whatever, like 
they started like doing like making records and stuff like that and mm-hmm. people heard them and that yeah. obviously made it much bigger then again but there was an element of like just people were naturally just interested yeah you know yeah no, i don't absolutely. know what that was no absolutely i mean i think you describe it really well there i mean lads i mean for you right i mean Alton, you came from bearfield and probably just came into the well i think i said it to you already one of the, the hot stream right i was talking yeah. about the last time we were talking to you but uh but I mean, it's it's fair to say that you know it's very evident. I mean, for for somebody who came from the outside, you must have been very aware of that to, yeah. to see just how much is flowing. Yeah, there's an un- unreal scene up here too. It seems to be centered here, which is funny because when we were away playing with different skippers, alley things, they're all saying, "Oh, you're from Clare, the the heart of the music." Oh yeah, yeah. So I don't know if that's well. Anyway, I won't say anything. But um, <laughs> well, you, need, you do need to go home in a few days. Remember. I do need to go home, yeah. <laughs> Uh, and yeah, and work on that new tune, the Bearfield Lasses. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so there, I suppose, yeah, I mean, it, it is, I mean, I'm really just looking for confirmation of what John was saying there, yeah. that there just seems to be, I mean, John, it's probably hard for you to kind of assess it because you are in the middle of it, you know what I mean? Yeah. And as you said, it's just kind of, you, you know, it's a natural progression of things that, and yeah. it just seems to have gathered energy, but it does seem to have, Brendan, <laughs> confirmation, <laughs> synchronicity. So, John, look, the last time I saw you play live actually was um, you were supporting Lancome and it was at the core. It was at the probably last year, yeah. Well, maybe I saw you after that again, but um, well, apart from the concert hall. But um, so I suppose, I mean, have you got a plan? Also, again, title of the album and kind of plans for, for, I mean, loosely plans for what you're going to do with it in terms Um, of releasing it. Yeah. The the name is uh, I would not live always, um, and in terms of releasing it, I, like roughly, I would I'd imagine March. Mm-hmm. For uh, we're gonna like probably put out a couple of singles and then release the, mm-hmm. the full thing uh, around March or mm-hmm. April or so. Like that. There's no no definite plan yet, and it's kind of hard to make a definite plan. Like yeah, of course, because there's the, the element of like I suppose that there might be more gigs next year yeah. if the this whole vaccine like is successful or whatever. I don't know. I don't know yeah. what the crack is there, but yeah. um, I'd imagine early next year. Yeah. I don't really have a fully formed plan. Yeah. Um, just when it comes to uh, yeah the actual uh, release of the thing, I suppose um, yeah who knows what's what's going to happen yeah. in in the next while. Um, so the title refers to a song that's within a, a group of songs, a trio of songs. Yeah, yeah. Uh, John. So like, there's 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 this song um, called uh, "Bring Me Home," um, and it's a two verse song, a two verse v- version of on Bukli and Bon, uh, which is. Uh, Shano song, yeah. As in, this was in in, in English. Uh, this song, and uh, um, I found another two-line song that called "I Would Not Live Always," yeah. and I, I thought they both worked really well together. I I never I don't know why you, you put. Maybe it's because like when you're playing tunes, you always pair tunes together. Right. But I'd never pair a song with a song which yeah. is I thought that was strange but like they're only short and anyway I just kind of thought like it could go from this song into into this song just repeated over and over and over and yeah. over again. <laughs> uh, but yeah it's, it's it's two lines from a from a, a bigger hymn it's an American yeah. hymn called I Would Not Live Always 
John, that, that, that process of gaining confidence with those decisions of yeah. combining things or just going out in a limb and being audacious and being brave and all the things that I know you are. So, but the first, so this concerted effort to make the first record, would you say that before it's even come out here on this uh, podcast of record, uh, would you say that like it's just instilled an appetite to just go at it again and just keep climbing? Or is, you know, yeah. I know you will anyway, but, yeah. but you know what I mean? As in, where's, how does it feel after that? After giving it everything and putting those extra days and doing all of that, yeah. is it just like, let me at it again? <laughs> totally. I mean, and as I was saying earlier on, the sound just keeps developing. Yeah. Um, and it's like, the, the more I, the more I'm playing with, the more I'm collaborating with the lads, you know, it just develops and develops. And I have ideas for other songs and I've, that I will bring to the table and I just, I'm sure that will, yeah. you know, it'll keep developing. So I, I, as I say, like Lag Song isn't on this album. Yeah, I'm already yeah. thinking about yeah. the next album. And, yeah, and that's I, what kind I was of made me think of that, is in like, yeah. God, I can't wait for that. But <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, I'm just yeah. like totally ready to uh, yeah. start recording. So just, I suppose, though. yeah, that putting those uh, big feet of yours in the water, mm. dipping them in the water, yeah. uh, and uh, is, like, you're, 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 yeah, you're on your way now. Good yeah, well, yeah. I'm, I'm, Next stop, the Late Late Show. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I can't wait, Donald, I can't wait. <laughs> I've primed you now <laughs> for prime time. Okay, um, Ulton O'Brien, let's give Ulton O'Brien. Thank you very much. Brendan Jenkinson and John Francis Flynn. Uh, it's been such a pleasure talking to you, John. And Thanks, uh, what took you so long? Thank you. <laughs> Thanks, Donald. Thanks to Rico and to Ian on the stand and uh, to everybody here at the Sugar Club and to all the people at home listening. Thank you. Thanks, everyone. Thanks, Thanks so much, John. Thanks so much.